So will you leave the flagstick in when you putt in 2019? How will you decide? Is there any research on this? Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf, the podcast. Thank you for being here. Good to be with you. So excited to have golf back on and being played and seeing all the new rules implemented. It's been interesting to watch for sure. I saw Rory McIlroy make a drop from his knee. That wasn't awesome. That definitely looks strange to me. I Hopefully they'll look at, we've seen a few players come out. I think Bryson DeChambeau came out and said it was a little odd. So that's one of the things that kind of struck me is watching these guys drop from their knee has been very weird. It's also, it's very strange to see. So I, I don't know how many of you have played Kapalua or been to Kapalua, but Kapalua is an amazing golf course. It's different from anything I have ever played. It just doesn't compare to anything else. It is such a huge place. It is like a, just a mass. It's playing like on a, in a massive park. Some of the fairways are like, you know, football fields wide. It just seems like they just go on forever, which leads to a lot of interesting shots and a lot of interesting ways to play a hole. I mean, it is a fascinating place. It is just a massive ballpark, which is kind of, it kind of had to be because the winds can blow like crazy up there. You're kind of up, up on a hill up above, you know, the ocean. Uh, it's, it's incredible. It's really an amazing place. Beautiful, beautiful place. Amazing scenery and landscapes and really awesome really a cool place if you get the chance to go play Kapalua definitely take it it's it was quite an experience and I'd love to get back and do it again someday it was really cool so it's fun and it's always fun to watch players play a course that you've played before it kind of changes things when you're watching it on tv and you know exactly what they're looking at and what they're facing and and the challenges of any particular hole so it's it's just fun to watch so it's just been amazing to me to see some of where some of the players are missing their shots because those are distances and things that I, I can't even imagine losing a ball on some of the holes. They hit it so far. But to watch them drop from a knee has been kind of disgusting. It kind of, it's just weird looking. It seems a little, uh, I don't know, just kind of fluky, kind of weird. Yeah, I, I heard somebody say, I don't know if it was DeChambeau or something, why not just have a, you know, from your knee to your shoulder, anywhere in there, drop it from there. You can do whatever you want. So those who want to drop it from their knee and try to make it so the ball doesn't, you know, roll further away and they get a decent lie, then they can take advantage of that. And those that don't want to look stupid can drop it from their waist, whatever. Hopefully that gets fixed pretty quickly because it looks completely ridiculous. But probably the biggest thing that we've heard talked about coming out of the new rules and coming out of the first tournament of 2019 this concept of whether to leave the flagstick in or out. And it's really actually a fascinating discussion because there is some data on this. And I was a little interested. I, I saw that uh, Brandel Chambly came out and said, hey, everybody should leave the flagstick in. And if you go to, to golfchannel.com, there's a video of him talking about it. But the strange thing is, is they're asked, hey, why did you change your mind in 24 hours? And he said, I looked at, you know, I looked at the data. But he didn't ever refer to the data. 
and where the data came from. And that seemed, I, I don't know why he wouldn't do that. I don't know if it's because Dave Pels is the one that actually did all the research on this. And he did it back in the early 90s. And um, so I don't know why he wouldn't refer to Dave Pels. I don't know if it's because Dave Pels isn't a member of the Golf Channel staff or whatever, and they don't want to advertise that Dave Pels actually did a lot of research on this particular topic. But for whatever reason, Randall Chambly talked about the data, but refused to talk about who actually did the research on it. As a researcher, I, you know, you always kind of give credit to the person who did the initial research. So it's Dave Pels who did the research on this. And he actually did, it was in the 90s, and he actually did another article for golf.com. And again, maybe why Brando Chambly didn't talk about it. But he actually put out, I just got on Google, did a quick search, and he actually did another article about this topic in 2007. And if you Google it, it is on, easy to find, it's right there on the first page of the results on whether to leave the flagstick in or out. And I'll go ahead and post a link to this article in the description of this podcast, so you can all go take a look at it. But it's a, it's an interesting test. I remember early in the '90s that it kind of came out, but I don't I didn't really remember the whole basis behind the test, how the test was actually done. But what they did is there was really no practical way to set up a test and test it from you know many different distances because of the inconsistencies in the green. But what they did is set up. Um, what he calls a true roller, which is a device that he created, which, which essentially puts a perfect putt on a ball. And they, they just did a number of different tests. And he says thousands and thousands from two feet away. And they did uphill and downhill, side hill. They hit the putt. They hit the flag dead center. They hit glancing blows off it. They just, every possible thing they could do with the pin in and with the pin out, they just did the research, just gathered data to check this whole thing out. Now, at the end of it, he says, there's no question it was statistically significant to leave the flagstick in. You would make more putts if you left the flagstick in, which, okay, great. That's the results of the, of the research. But what I, what's missing here in the research is I don't know how much more effective it is to leave the pin in. He didn't tell us it's a two-to-one advantage. It's a you know, a 30% more likely for a putt to go in. We didn't really get how much more likely a putt is to go in at varying speeds with the data. So I was a little disappointed in the lack of specifics in the data, but he's, he's come back out and said, look, it's for sure advantageous to us to leave the pin in. And the discussion as to why, I, I was, I've always thought to myself, I've left the pin in for every shot I possibly could for a long time, except when the pin is leaning towards me. If the pin is leaning towards me like a little breeze or something, then I, I want nothing to do with it. It seems like it would make the hole smaller. So I will have the, I'll take the pin out in those situations if the wind is blowing at me a little bit. But Dave Pell says in his research, it shows you have the most advantage to the pin being in if the pin is tilting away from you. Or if the pin is tilting a little towards you, it acts as a backstop and redirects the ball downward into the hole. So definitely, if the pin is leaning a little towards you or away from you, leave it in for, leave it in for all shots. But the only caveat being is if the pin is leaning so far towards you that it's made the ball impossible to fit into the hole, like the wind is blowing that hard, that's when you would need to take the pin out. So that's really the only occasion when you would take the pin out is if it is leaning so far towards you 
that the ball literally can't fit in. Then you would take the pin out. Other than that, he's saying that every other situation, you should leave the pin in. He actually went, I thought it was sort of funny, he kind of, you know, within the rules of golf, if you walk up to a green and the pin is actually hasn't been put back into the hole properly and is leaning a little bit towards you, you don't actually have to go center the pin. You can leave it as is. You've got two options, leave it as is or go center it back into the hole. So his point was, hey, if it's leaning towards you or away from you, just leave it leaning and putt with it that way. That's well within your rights to do so. Anyway, so that is kind of the data behind it all. We don't have the exact data and how much more effective it is, but it is more effective. I trust Dave Pels. He does good research. He talked about even backing this research up by, after they did it all with this true roller, he actually had a, a pro come out and make a thousands and thousands of putts himself to see if they could sort of duplicate the research. And it's not as precise, but again, it showed that even with a human performing the test, that there was significantly more putts that went in than stayed out when you left the flagstick in. In another totally different article that's more recent from Dave Pels, he talks about why. And I thought this was somewhat fascinating. Because the flagstick is made out of fiberglass, it actually absorbs the hit from the golf ball and slows the golf ball down. It literally absorbs it. And when you slow the golf ball down, then you have essentially increased the effects of gravity. And so then the ball will fall into the hole. And that's the huge advantage behind it. So it's sort of a a situation where because fiberglass does a good job of absorbing the hit and taking speed off the ball, that increases the effective gravity and the balls go in a little bit more. If we used a different type of material for, say, a pin like steel or something that was harder that would actually repel the ball, then I think the results will be different. But as long as we continue to use this flexible material of fiberglass, you know, with the winds and everything, we kind of have to, then that's the situation. We will receive a benefit because the fiberglass takes speed off the ball, absorbs it, and then allows the ball to with less speed, fall into the hole more. Pretty cool stuff. Obviously, based on the data, and that's what we're all about here at Data Access Golf, leave the pin in. Take advantage of it. I think that, I think Brandel Chambly's comments were interesting. He believes that by the end of the year, all players will just leave the pin in. It's going to take some time for people to adjust to it. And I agree with that completely. I have a, I'll tell you a story. I've got a very good friend of mine who's an incredible player. He's got to be one of the best players I know, and I I enjoy playing with him immensely. Um, He always brings out my best game as well. He's somewhat competitive, but in a good-natured way, and we really enjoy playing together. And we really enjoy watching one another hit cool shots. He's he's a bigger guy, and he hits it a long way. My game's a little different. I'm I'm shorter. I hit it shorter than him. But um, I'm a little more precise around the greens, and I have a, a better short game. So we have these really wonderful uh, matches that go back and forth. Really good natured, a lot of fun. Anyway, he will not, he will not hit a ball onto the green from anywhere around the green. It doesn't matter if he's on the fringe, in a sand trap, in thick rough. It doesn't matter. He has to have the pin out to the point where it's basically, you know, annoying. Like 70 feet away, he still wants the pin out. But this is just the way he plays. It's going to be interesting to see if he changes. If he actually allows the pin to be left in, he's one of those guys where like, even if he's out, he wants the pin out and then other guys want the pin back in. It's one of those things that actually does slow down play considerably. 
It'll be interesting to see if he makes the adjustment. It will be interesting to see how quickly the pros make the adjustment. They play for money. You would assume that if it is easier and they are convinced of it, that they will make that adjustment. To all of us as amateurs, leave the pin in. The data is pretty clear. I trust Dave Pels. He does good research. Leave the pin in. It's a benefit to you. And let's play better golf in 2019. So thanks for joining us. Leave the pin in. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, always better data means better golf, and that means leaving the pin in. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com, and we'll see you on the next episode.